0: the episode 142 of the Gambots podcast. I'm your host Eric and this is my co-host. It's Christian. On this week's episode Christian and I are just going to be talking about the newest Thor movie Thor Love and Thunder. Christian this is probably I would say probably since Endgame my most anticipated Marvel movie. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure about you. Do you were you a fan of Ragnarok right? Uh,
1: yeah huge fan.
0: So I, I don't know were you excited for this one as well? I
1: was, yeah. I was happy they were bringing Natalie Portman back. I was, uh, I, I, liked her in the first one, and I liked kind of nothing about the second one, but she was still good in it. Um, so yeah, I was really looking forward to this one.
0: So this one, I will say, takes the same tone of Ragnarok. The director is still Taika Waititi, and it stars Chris Hemsworth. And like you said, Natalie Portman reprises her role in Taika Waititi's there, and some of the characters uh, from ragnarok come back korg and valkyrie and then the villain in this one is christian Bale, which is i think one of the bigger it's a pretty big pickup for like a big name actor playing a villain in a a marvel movie and it had everything working for it and i liked it but i gotta say i did not like it as much as ragnarok
1: i agree with that ragnarok's that's a hard standard to bear um but yeah, you're right. This had some big names It had Christian Bales, the bad guy Russell Crowe in it for like 10 minutes, and I thought he was honestly just delightful.
0: I did not know he was going to be in it, and completely <laughs> surprised when I saw him. And he Christian made Bale the as, ones. Yeah, that's true. Christian
1: Bale as Gore, I think, was fantastic. I thought he was a great pick. I thought he did a great job. He had played like a, a really good mix of Kind of menacing but also very like measured. I was I was really happy with him. I thought he was he's the best bad guy they've had in quite a long time.
0: I will say I, I, I liked Christian Bale and I like Or as a Bad Guy. This is one of the few movies, and I can't believe I'm saying this, this movie clocks in at one hour and fifty-nine minutes with credits. I think they could have gone longer to develop some of the characters a little <laughs> bit better, honestly, because this movie seemed to be it seemed to move at a breakneck pace. And I think yeah, it actually would true. have benefited to slow down a little bit. That that I
1: would agree with, yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen gore a little more developed. Although, the, I think they did a great job setting his entire tone with that opening scene. Th- this is the first Marvel movie, at least in recent memory, that's had a cold open. Because we got the entire gore sequence before like the that Marvel uh, Studios logo where they go through all the comic book characters. And I, I can't think of another movie, at least recently in the MCU, that hasn't opened with that immediate Marvel Studios logo.
0: You might be right. It's something I've never paid attention to and I didn't really even catch uh I didn't even really notice that, but that's a good point. Um
1: It's it's something I've never really paid attention to either. It was just since it's I'm so used to it opening right into the Marvel logo, it was kind of jarring. The the previews ended and it was like right into the desert and I was like, Oh, okay, we're in it are immediately. <laughs>
0: I wonder if like Endgame or something did that, but I I honestly don't remember. Yeah. This I... is also
1: and I get we it's been out for what now like a month. So I'm I'm comfortable going full-tilt spoilers, but this is also uh I think one of the only Marvel movies besides Infinity War where it ends with the bad guy basically wins.
0: Yeah, he does. And it's interesting because I don't, so, I'm okay, I'm getting into the, the nitty-gritty of things, so I'm not going to go into how he gets there to the win and stuff. But, yes, this is one of the few ones where it does seem like the bad guy pretty much wins, and then Thor's selflessness, I guess, is what wins him over ultimately. Well, yeah, but, I mean, even so that the...
1: He kind of persuades him not to do, like, the worst of things. Right. But, like, Gore still is the one that makes it to the end. He makes it to eternity, he gets to make his wish, and he gets, I mean, he ends up sacrificing himself for it, but, like, he gets his daughter back from the dead. Like, the bad guy wins, he gets everything he wants.
0: Yeah. I I like that turn, honestly. Um, I mean, so, uh, Thanos won in one of the movies and then lost in the backup. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I I thought I liked Gore. I read the storyline that Gore is based around a while ago. I was my it was probably before we even did the podcast. I wanted to read. I like re got Marvel or I resubscribed to Marvel Unlimited because I wanted to read Secret Wars that came out in like 2016. So I might have read this in 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. and I was like trying to get into the Thor stuff because. It had to have been after 2018, I guess, because I, I wanted to read because I liked Ragnarok so much. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those where, like, I have bits and pieces that I remember of the gore things, but I don't think the ending follows what happens in the comics. If I'm remembering right, the comics followed Thor in, like, the past, the present, and then, like, the very far future where, like, gore had basically conquered everything. <laughs> mm. um, but I I think he was great. I, I didn't really like the cold opening, to or I should say, I like the opening scene to establish Gore's belief and then utter hatred in the gods when the one sun god, whoever that was, totally abandoned him. But yeah, man, Christian, I've been seeing a lot of articles about this, and I don't know if it's just because I clicked on one, so I keep getting fed more. <laughs> yeah. But the the visual effects in this were bad, and like the opening scene where we see like the god is just a normal person, but somehow they use visual effects on it. It looked terrible. It did not look great. I wouldn't agree with that. Like, I thought it was just Doctor Strange because they had so much visual effects, but even Mm. this, it's like, why did they use VFX on, like, just a guy, you know? It wasn't like Mm. it was Korg or something. No. But the visual effects in general in this, ooh, boy. They were kind of rough. What did you
1: think of Thor's introduction in this, in the scene after the the gore opening.
0: Who, I'm not going to lie, Christian, I'm going to need, is this the one where they're like, he was running and it was just about his life?
1: No, it was the, it was immediately after that, like, they, the guardians come and get him from meditating oh. under the tree and he has to
0: save, like, the... the glass temple. I actually thought that was one of the better, like, funny bits of the movie because it, like, I know they're trying to, like, show that Thor's not like all the other guys but it also does show that, you know, Thor is somewhat reckless in his weirdly that they're they're bringing back the idea of gods in this before, where it was like, oh no, they're all alien, like they're just really powerful aliens, but now they're gods again, but it did show like it was what Gore said, like they're even in being a hero, he's kind of selfish in destroying their temple <laughs>
1: so I didn't care for that scene very much because oh, I really? thought it was way too over the top with with him doing like the split kick with the motorcycles or the the speeders or whatever they are. And so what we had thought originally was since it was Korg's voiceover talking about all this, we thought it was going to be like Korg telling the story and like embellishing all the details. It was going to like snap out and Thor's going to be like, a lot of that didn't happen. <laughs> but then they just kind of moved right, right along with the story and I was like, oh, yikes, this, <laughs> that actually was supposed to have happened.
0: I will say this, and I I don't know, I might be in the minority in this. I saw a lot of opinions online where people were like, you know, this is like too over the top, Thor's too dumb. I'm like, go 100% ridiculous in Thor. Like, I think it's awesome. (laughs) It's the only property where, the only Marvel property where they seem to be like, yeah, let's get real weird with it. And I'm good with that.
1: That's true. I was in on the goats, like immediately. I thought they were hysterical. And every time they appeared and screamed, I thought it was funnier.
0: Did you know that was, like, uh, well, I guess Thor, like, in the comics has goats, but the screaming was in reference to some, like, really old internet video?
1: Yeah, it's the the screaming Taylor Swift goat video. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, because I didn't know that. I I read that. I had not seen that video.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and, I mean, he has goats, I think, in, like, legit Norse mythology. He has a pair of goats that, like, pull his chariot around.
0: Gotcha, okay. My question to you is because I don't remember this very well. And maybe it happened in Infinity War. When did he get Heimdall's like Bifrost or whatever the bridge is called powers to transport around the world or around the universe?
1: It came with Stormbreaker. So when when they're making Stormbreaker in Infinity War, uh Peter Dinklage Eitri tells him that the like the weapon that he's forging would have the ability to summon the Bifrost.
0: Okay, I totally did not remember that
1: at all because <laughs> that's how that's how he gets to Earth in Infinity War. He he makes the... He makes the axe in uh, Nidavellir, and then he
0: bifrosts down into Wakanda. Okay, I remember him using the bifrost. I did not remember um, that that was through Stormbreaker. I, uh, I will say, though, there's... Wh- I did love that they treated the axe and the hammer as, like, characters with the axe being, like, jealous of him wanting <laughs> to go with the hammer. I thought that was great comedy.
1: I agree. Like, the... The the times where he'd be, like, trying to summon the the hammer and the axe would, like, float up beside him like it was staring at him.
0: Dude, I I honestly think Chris Hemsworth is the best in this when he's just acting alone because, like, those scenes are him with the green screen and him with Korg. Like, I think those are the best. I actually think the weakest parts are when he has to interact with Natalie Portman. Well, I think...
1: Chris Hemsworth is like the most in on the Marvel, like at least of the originals still,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: I know he did an interview not that long ago, like a, like a month or two ago, where they asked him about like, oh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is done, uh, Chris Evans is done, are, are like, are you going to be tapping out soon? And he's like, I'm going to be playing Thor for as long as they're going to be asking me to play Thor. Like, I will do this for the rest of my life.
0: He does seem like he's having fun in the movie, which I think comes through
1: yeah agreed
0: i do know a lot of the actors i think were getting tired especially like robert downey jr and like gwyneth paltrow was in it right she was pepper yeah. Potts. like i know a lot of those people had been getting tired of being the same character and even the tom holland playing spider-man has said he doesn't really want to be playing spider-man so i think it's good they have someone who's like 100 percent into it right <laughs> I I
1: will say you said it, it struck a similar tone to Ragnarok, and I agree with that in places, but it also, this did give you kind of, like, tonal whiplash at certain times, where you'd be like, oh, everything's light and funny, and then it would be like, ah, oh, just kidding.
0: Yeah, Ragnarok We're We're gonna get real sad day. for a little while. Like, in Ragnarok, they even kind of joked about this. Like, everyone Thor knows dies, pretty much, right? Like That's true, yeah. They even make a joke about it where sh- they're like, we've lost half of our villagers or something to the attack. And she's like, we're always losing half of our villagers with the implication of, like, Thanos destroying half their ships while in space. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I I do agree with you, but my my take on it is more so this felt like weirdly a step between thor 2 and ragnarok tonally because the natalie portman stuff was so serious whereas i feel like ragnarok was more of its own thing and so i don't know it felt like to me this regressed a little bit back to the formulas of one and two thor thor one and then thor the dark world or whatever it was called which are, those are the parts that did not work for me
1: yeah I did like the like brief aside they went through where it was like, we're going to talk about Thor and Jane's relationship for like two minutes real quick. What happened?
0: I did like... Oh. Because, because you
1: never really knew. Like, that was all off screen. At the end of Dark World, he came back to be with her. And then in Infinity War, or in uh, Age of Ultron, he, she's like never even referenced. And then by, uh, by Ragnarok, he's like, oh yeah, she dumped me.
0: Yes. Dude, before I forget it, I'm sorry because I'm gonna completely forget this, and it is a sort of a blink and you'll miss it moment. Did you ever see the joke stuff that I think ended up transitioning Thor into being more comedic when um, Civil War happened? Him and I'm guessing Taika Waititi or someone did a what was Mark Ruffalo? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo's in it, and he's like yes, has a roommate or whatever. Daryl from that lives. He's canonically now existing. He is in the Norse village. He's in a couple of background scenes and maybe even says one thing.
1: That's amazing. I love that. I did not, I would not have noticed that. But I do remember those videos being hysterical.
0: Well, and people are always like, he should be in it. And I never heard anything about it. But, like, it was one of those, if I could have rewanted it, I was like, wait a minute. Was that Daryl? Because I was like, no way they put him in there. But then I looked it up and I'm pretty sure, like, he has a very small part of just, like, existing... <laughs> In That's the back great. In that village which is amazing
1: well speaking of little cameos i couldn't believe they brought back the actors again the actors oh yeah from ragnarok matt damon is oh back. Oh, oh oh
0: yes Am yes. neil is
1: back and the guy who i don't know who plays thor was back i That's they thor- were- that, that <laughs> is
0: chris hemsworth's i think real life brother or something
1: oh really that yeah his,
0: his family has cameos in this
1: I just, I could not believe when they went to New Asgard, and I was like, oh my god, Matt
0: Damon and Sam Neill are back again. And I love that they even emphasize it where they're like, it was an all-hands-on-deck meeting, and they're like, we need to do a play. Yeah. Uh, Did you hear her say we shouldn't do a play? Like, I didn't. Let's go work on it anyway. Yeah, that was great, too. See, and I get, like, this that style of humor it can't be in all the marvel movies but i i don't know it's like marvel movies are meant to be fun and that's just i don't know like i think this is a fun one but i might be looking at this with rose tinted glasses because i also didn't like dr strange and i this probably has a lot of similar issues that dr strange did but i like the thor (laughs) franchise so much more that i'm willing to forgive it
1: i definitely agree with that
0: what did you think about the reintroduction of Mjolnir after being shattered? Like how they handled that?
1: I thought it was pretty cool. I,
0: I thought it was the best that they could do. I mean, Thor's powers are a little bit nebulous right now in the at least in the MCU. So I, yeah. I get like how they got around the being worthy where it's like Thor asked Mjolnir to do it. So I don't know, sometimes, since Odin's gone, he maybe has the power to do that. Well that uh, but... was
1: yeah, that was another blink and you miss it with the uh with with Jane, where it was kind of like, oh, how's she gonna get the hammer? Like, how's she gonna prove that she's worthy enough to be? And yeah, it's it's during that like flashback sequence where you see their lives, and he's like drunk, and he's like, Mjolnir, you gotta promise me you'll always look after her. And like the the little symbol appears on the side of the hammer, and I was like, all right, that was clever, but like it was over fast.
0: Yeah, and I saw a lot of complaints online about it, but I'm also just like, at this point in the Marvel movies, like you have too many movies in your entering comic book domains you gotta accept retcons at this point i think agreed um i i actually love that mjolnir now comes apart and is basically just like you know 80 separate pieces and then can reform i thought that was a nice use of it being shattered
1: yeah i thought that was very cool although i guess it's it's gone now right like it's it's destroyed by the end of this
0: no no at the end when he is with uh gore's daughter he gives her Stormbreaker, oh, and he has Mjolnir. that's right. That's yeah. right. It is reformed. Oh. I mean, they don't really address that, but... another, another. Sorry, I w- I'm going to get over like a lot is of the it complaints. Like,
1: it absorbs the pieces of the Necrosword.
0: It does, yeah. And it gets infused with uh, the power of Thor, I guess. <laughs> but one other thing I want to touch on that I remember reading people complaining about that I actually think is somewhat addressed in the comics, but maybe not as explicitly in... Excuse me, sorry. Maybe not as explicitly in the MCU as people were complaining at the end scene when he just gives uh, a bunch of children Thor powers. Yeah. So in the that comic was a little silly. Well, so I th- I think it could have if they explained it better. So in the comic books, well, let's me start. I think they could have explained it better. In the comic books, Thor gets I don't want to say Thor gets his powers, but he wields Mjolnir because. Um like Odin says who's worthy or whatever. And it's infused with what's called like the Odin force. And then in Ragnarok, what they sort of imply with the MCU is he Thor wasn't really getting his powers from Mjolnir. It was helping like the Odin force was helping him harness his innate powers. And then mm-hmm. I think it's even in the God butcher stuff in the comics, like millennia down the line is revealed. Thor has a force called like the Thor force, which is even more powerful like than the Odin force. So I mm. think this is hinting to that where he is granting the powers of Thor. They I think they use the term Thor way too much to do it, but he's granting them power <laughs> like Odin granted to him to wield weapons or whatever for a little bit. Right. But like, I thought it was. I,
1: I thought it was cool. I I liked that he was like pick something up, like find a weapon, find anything, and he, and he did the thing, and they they all got their little lightning powers for a minute. It it felt like. Uh, like Shazam, honestly, for a couple minutes. Yeah. But it, it it was kind of out of nowhere, and I was like, oh okay. Guess we're doing this now. The
0: the reason I like it is I think they're actually developing Thor's powers more so where they kind of left off in Ragnarok, uh and then it kind of sat dormant, and I wish they would have addressed it more, but I think that's like the next evolution is going to be the Thor force.
1: Right. I am excited for like Thor wacky stepdad.
0: Yeah, I, I'm really curious to see what the next Thor would even be because, well, number one right now, even looking at this stuff for the future of the MCU, and I think we can we talk about it a lot on the podcast, it just seems rudderless to me. I don't know if we talked, I can't remember if we talked about it with Doctor Strange or not, but...
1: We definitely did. So I, I will say that is something we can tack on the end of this here is, is the uh, Comic-Con announcements I, I'd like to run through quickly.
0: That's fine with me. I, I looked through them and nothing really, honestly, stood out that much to me for <laughs> any sort of direction. I know, I know. You saw, I saw something you tweeted. You really like the the Wakanda Forever trailer. I have not seen. Oh
1: boy, it's honest to God, it's one of the best trailers I've ever seen.
0: I also saw. I think you tweeted uh, the Krang or Kang or whoever. Like the CG on it looks so bad.
1: It does, and I couldn't tell. I don't know. That was just a tweet from some guy, so it's very possible that that was just like somebody on Twitter mocked it up, but they were like, oh man, doesn't this look amazing? I can't wait for the next phase of Marvel. And I was like, yeah, I'm excited too, but like this picture in particular is maybe not the one I would have gone with.
0: Yeah, it looks like something from Fortnite to me. (laughs) I don't know, man. We'll see, but sorry we I got off topic on on thor are there i i we, I've been jumping all over the place. Is there anything you specifically want to talk about christian
1: uh I guess nothing off the top of my head i I would have liked valkyrie to ha- i think have more to do i did i did really like the uh kind of commercialization of new Asgard. I thought that was clever uh where they had the uh infinity cones.
0: Yeah, the like ice was cream about how how like offensive that would be to people who got dusted.
1: But I yeah, just the idea that like new Asgard's kind of this little magical conclave in Norway where all the cruise ships come and dock for a weekend. I I thought that was very funny.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a good way to deal with the new Asgardians. We need to talk about one of the biggest parts of the movie. I think is them visiting the gods' homes and and seeing Russell Crowe as Zeus. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Uh, I love yeah, that. They... He walked
1: out from behind that dais in that skirt. I gasped.
0: I legitimately couldn't believe for a Disney property that they're like you're uninvited to the orgies. Like we're talking about orgies. I, I I was so legitimately surprised they they let that in there.
1: Yeah. They had, and you were talking about how it could have run longer to develop gore and they wasted like, let's say a solid three minutes with Zeus doing like baton twirling with his lightning bolt.
0: That scene went on so long. I was, I was, the one thing I was a little bit disappointed about the lightning bolt was it was just basically Thor's hammer. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like they did absolutely no creativity on that. Oh, I will tell you, though,
1: something I absolutely loved in this movie was when they went to, like, the Dark Realm, and it was just everything was black and white except, like, the like the lightning effects and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought that was awesome, and I thought it was genuinely hilarious when they were like, there's the planet, and they started approaching it and then just crashed
0: it. Yeah. I thought when, like, uh, Gore did the old switcheroo with the kids, I thought he, like, was going to somehow turn the kids on Thor or something. I thought that was the direction it was going. He... I did yeah, see I, thought, I could have seen that. I did see one complaint about the, the, the plot, which I can't refute, which is Gore hates gods for being um, basically selfish, so his plan revolves around a god being unselfish to save these kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Also, another area that could have been cool was gore killing other gods. <laughs> like. Yeah, you don't really see any of it. You just see the you know. aftermath. And also, Sif is back in this very randomly. Yeah. God, I did love um, to see when they're like, <laughs> they listed all of Thor's friends who died. It was like the Guardians 9 or whatever. <laughs> and this person. And then Natalie Portman died. Thor is cursed, though. Everyone he likes dies.
1: I was honestly pretty happy that the Guardians were only in this for, like, ten minutes.
0: Yeah, I thought their inclusion I, was about right.
1: Yeah, I really thought that this was going to be, like, a Thor Guardians team-up movie. And I was like, yeah, alright, like, I'm I'm fine with it. But when they were like, alright, go do your adventure, and we're gonna see you later. And they left, like, right at the beginning of the movie. I thought, like, okay, good. This is fine. It can be just a proper Thor movie.
0: I did think it was funny how, like, exasperated they were of having Thor around. <laughs> Like, he clearly did not mesh with them. The, just the
1: scene where they got the goats, I thought was amazing. Yeah. He's, he's like, do you want these goats? And he's like, uh, sure. He said, all right, you, like, you, you agreed. No take backs. Yeah. I,
0: I, I well, we'll see. I am curious if he appears in any of the other Guardian stuff or now he's on his own standalone cosmic adventures, because I think Thor works best in the cosmic realm.
1: Yeah. Well, I think James Gunn has said that Guardians Three is the end, so this is going to be like he's only going to have one more shot.
0: Mm. I wonder if they're going to include Gamora in that because she was only hinted to in this one.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I guess they also have the Guardians Christmas special coming up.
0: Wait, do they really?
1: Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. A Disney Plus. I don't think it's a series. I think it's like a Disney Plus uh, movie.
0: I hope it's like as bad as the Star Wars Christmas special. (laughs) Oh, man. we've got to get Groot home for Christmas to see his Groot family. Yeah, like Santa Claus. Well, Santa Claus does exist, I think, in the Marvel Universe, so it would be funny if they run into him. Oh, my him. God.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's like in DC, I think. Like, it's another one. Like It's just like an all-powerful being or something for Christmas specials. I'm trying to think. Anything, any other big ones? I don't have any notes, so I'm trying to like run through my head on like big points that I actually wanted to talk about. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, we haven't really talked about Natalie Portman's, like, I guess, entire storyline on this at all. Uh, were you surprised she came back just to die? Pretty
1: much, yeah. I I was surprised that that's how they ended her arc. I, I was not expecting that.
0: I thought it was nice to see them give her a proper send-off, because, I mean, she was, like, a Phase 1, like, and, you know, yeah. like one of the leads in Phase 1, and she just disappeared. So it was cool to see her have, like, an official... Uh, goodbye movie and I, I i thought it was done well but i i really thought that they were going to keep her around more yeah i agree i also actually was surprised they had the girl from uh the second the first and second thor her assistant who was also in wandavision Vision, appear.
1: oh yeah cat dennings was in it for a minute
0: yeah like those are like old characters like her and the the like older professor or whatever were like integral parts of those early movies. So it's nice to still see have cameos, but I'm actually kind of surprised they're not involved uh, somewhat more than they, than they are in the MCU.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like at a certain point, the, like the B level cast had to just be like, well, we're going to go do other things. We can't just be waiting around for like the next Marvel call. But I do like that they are getting a, like a little bit of callbacks here and there. And I did like the guardians were in this a bit. Because it, it makes the universe feel more cohesive. Because you always have those, like, well, like, where was, you know, like, well, why didn't Iron Man come help the Hulk do the thing in the Hulk movie? or You, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And so you get, like, clips of this, like, okay, well, they're off doing their own thing, that's why. Uh, it, it, it makes everything feel more connected. There's, there's more connective tissue. Christian, do you know how this movie fared at the box office? it did pretty well. I mean it's it's a main sequence Marvel movie so it was going to do pretty well. But uh its budget was 250 million. The box office was so far 662 million. So it's made almost
0: triple its money back. And critically it's done good too. I mean 65% for critics on Rotten Tomato to, ugh, Rotten Tomatoes and 77% with audiences, but I do wonder man like I think Marvel fatigue or superhero fatigue is a real thing like every time we do one of these movies like these are still monumental or like massive box office numbers but like they're not what we we're seeing before endgame or even into endgame you know right so i'm i am curious if if uh, the mcu fatigue is set in especially with all the television show crap they have oh god yeah
1: Okay, so uh, last weekend, or or two weekends ago, they also did their San Diego Comic-Con for Marvel, uh, where they uh, basically retconned last year's announcement (laughs) a a bit, because last year when they announced Phase 4, it went way out. And uh, this time they basically took the second half of what they had already announced and just called it Phase 5 with a couple of additions. Uh, So Phase 4 will end with... Wakanda Forever, the second Black Panther movie that comes out in I believe November. And I think the She-Hulk TV show is gonna be the end of phase four for the shows. Is it uh, and,
0: was was it Comic-Con where they announced that like Daredevil and maybe She-Hulk or Spider Man or someone are going to be like the anchors of what they call their like street level superheroes?
1: I think so. Yeah. So Daredevil is definitely going to appear in the She-Hulk TV show. That's been confirmed. Uh, he's getting his own TV show again on Disney Plus, which is great. I'm very excited for that. Uh, so yeah. So they announced Phase Five, which again, a lot of this we already knew from last year's announcement. But uh, it's going to start with Ant-Man: Quantum Mania, where in uh, February, which is when they'll reintroduce Kang, I believe, is the plan. It's which I'm crazy. very excited about
0: it's crazy to me that Ant-Man is now one of the like OG Avengers kind of guys I know because <laughs> I mean there's not too many left
1: no it's really just him and Thor at this
0: point I guess I shouldn't say Avengers but like you know like he was phase two originally I think right
1: yes Ant-Man was the last phase two movie okay uh, so yeah, Mania, where they'll introduce Kang, which I'm, I love Jonathan Major, so I'm, I'm pumped for that. Uh, and then we'll get Secret Invasion as a TV show, Guardians Volume 3, uh, Echo, which is a TV show, which will be based on uh, the character from The Hawkeye Show, which I'm uh, excited about because I liked her a lot. We'll get Loki Season 2, we'll get a movie called The Marvels, which I think is going to be Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. Team up, okay. Because Captain Marvel has shown up in the the Miss Marvel TV show now, at least once.
0: Okay, I mean they are tied in the comics, so
1: yeah. Uh, then we'll get uh, the Blade movie, which I think still is uh, tied to Mahershala Ali, if I'm remembering. I I know at one point he had backed out, but I think he's back in. Uh, we'll get an Iron Heart TV show, a Catherine Hahn uh, Agatha Harkness TV show is like, I guess, kind of a spiritual successor to WandaVision. Then we'll get Daredevil Born Again and a new Captain America movie called New World Order, which I guess will star Falcon and maybe Winter Soldier.
0: You said that's five, phase five? Yeah. So that's like, what, 2024, 2025?
1: May 3rd, 2024 is Captain
0: America New World Order. Boy, Hearing you talk this out, because I like looked at it real quick. Two glaring things to me: one is Captain America and Winter Soldier was what the second Marvel television show on and yep. on Disney Plus, and it came out in twenty twenty one. Yep. And so it's going to be three years before we see Captain America. Maybe he'll have a cameo, but really, like three years between that and a proper Captain America sequel.
1: Well, honestly, I don't know what he would have a cameo in other than Secret Invasion. Like, they could be in that, maybe. They could be in Ironheart, maybe. But, like, none of this is really... Like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these titles and none of this really exists in the same sphere, Marvel-wise, as, like, Captain America would exist. None of this is, like, you know, spies and intrigue and stuff. This is all kind of magic.
0: Is Secret Invasion being built as, like, an Avengers thing or is that its, is that going to be its own thing?
1: I have no idea. All I know is it's a TV show coming out next
0: spring. Okay. My guess is he will probably be in that because the, the premise on Secret Invasion is a lot of the heroes you love are actually aliens in disguise, which I yeah. I hate. I hate <laughs> that comic line. And I'm just like, I don't care about any of this because they're going to like, I thought it was stupid in the comics and I, I feel like it's going to be dumb here and they're going to retcon a bunch of stuff with it. Yeah. Um,
1: so well, listen, you want to... You want to talk about long drops, though? They also went ahead and announced Phase 6 the other weekend while they were at it. Jesus. Th- they only announced three titles, they announced the very beginning and the very end. And so in November of 2024, Phase 6 will start with the Fantastic Four.
0: I did hear about that, and presumably, John Krasinski will be Mr. Fantastic.
1: We'll see. <laughs> Uh, and then they announced in May 2025 and November 2025, you're getting your next two-part Avenger movie, which is the Kang Dynasty and the Secret Wars.
0: So, I am excited about Secret Wars. Secret Wars is a great comic book event. Like, when it originally came out, it's it's awesome. Great mashup. See how it works in the movies. But even, like, Secret Invasion or, sorry, Secret Wars, like the 2016 one I read somewhat recently, where basically they jammed all the different Marvel universes into the main 616 universe uh, was really well done. So we'll see how that goes. Is, is Secret Wars like a multiverse war where like all the Earths are fighting each other? So the original Secret Wars was, I think his name was The Watcher. It was like a very powerful intergalactic being pulled in all these heroes from the universe and it was like good versus evil and whoever wins is like the ultimate champion or whatever. So it was like, we had the big thing I remember it from was the Spider-Man animated series because it's like we have Spider-Man, we have Storm, we have Wolverine, we have like Iron Man, we have Mr. Fantastic, like all the big names fighting um, whoever the big names of the villains are. And that's actually where the symbiote costume for Spider-Man came from is he he found mm. it while wow, Doring there comes back. Turns out that it's, you know, and Venom comes from that. Um, but the 20, so it was that wasn't a multiversal one, but in 2016... I think that's when it was released. They did Secret Wars again. And in that one, basically, I think it was Doctor Strange, like, Quantum Man or something. Someone with, like, atomic powers. And Victor Von Doom were, like, worried because I guess all the multiverses were going to crash into each other and destroy, like, the multiverse. So, somehow, Doctor Doom stole the powers of, I think, the Watchers or something like that. And basically combined all the universes into, like, one giant world where like every continent was separated and that's like where all these different stories took place but then by the end somehow it just got recreated back into the the original 616 universe and that's how they pulled uh miles morales from the ultimate universe into the mainline comic series and a couple other ones and they got rid of a bunch of things and basically started at like you know ground zero or i should not say ground zero but started at like zero and then moved on from there with their characters interesting so i'm wondering if that's what they're going to do because honestly it seems like they're getting a bit unwieldy here and that would if they have a secret wars event that somehow because i i think dr doom will be part of the uh, fantastic four movie somehow yeah. that gets tied in with like kang the conqueror maybe that's a way that they can sort of do a soft reboot on you know by that point 17 that years of idea canon yeah
1: Because in, at the end of Loki, they introduced kind of the concept of like a multiverse war when Kang is talking to them about like, you know, other versions of me showed up and tried to conquer all the other worlds.
0: Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting. The other, sorry, the other thing, the big glaring thing that I cannot believe is between now and so far 2025, we have no information about Spider-Man. No. None. I mean that is honestly the biggest hero they have right now. Yeah, and, and they it's said crazy.
1: They said that he's basically their flagship character right now. Like he is the like the go-to. At and least... I know he's I know he's signed on for another trilogy, so I would presume that we'd get at least one in phase 6.
0: You would think, but it's it's crazy that his movie, it was into 2022, but released in 2021. It's not coming out through 2024, man. Yeah. I guess well, maybe they're... they're going to wait and do like, oh, he's no longer in college or whatever. Like he's now officially a photographer. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, he could be, uh, they could make him the like uh, uh, like video game version where he's like a, a post grad. Yeah, I, like researcher, science teacher, because I know he has he has like a science teacher arc in the
0: comics, something like that. But I I'm legitimately surprised to not see him even announced because yeah, I know like merchandise wise this used to be true. I don't know how true it still is, but like Spider Man was basically the number one grossing superhero of merchandise. Like he. He beat out, like, Batman, Superman, like, everyone else, like, probably almost combined. Like, it was that... He's (laughs) that popular.
1: Well, they're re-releasing No Way Home in about a month.
0: I wonder if they're going to change anything about about it. About two
1: months, I guess. No, I guess there's, like, 15 minutes more footage or something that's going into it.
0: They're doing the Snyder Cut. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. Four-hour No Way Home. All in black and white.
0: Uh, it's filmed in a very specific film, ratio for 3 or whatever it was. Did you see that they announced that like, someone looked into it and basically a bunch of bots were running that campaign and like almost no one watched the Snyder Cut?
1: That's hysterical, actually.
0: They got morbed before Morbin was cool.
1: <laughs> oh, man. The best time of the internet recently was the Morbius memes.
0: Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I... This is the thing. I gotta like spend a weekend to catch up on Marvel stuff, but yeah, it's like major well, Marvel fatigue for me. And nothing they're announcing interests me at this point. Like, and that's fine. Maybe like, maybe I'm not the target audience anymore. But it is like, <laughs> man, like Blade. Blade will be hopefully cool. I really like the original Blades, but
1: yeah, so do I.
0: We'll we'll see. I not too excited. Like everyone I like is not really present. Like, really like Captain America, and he's gone. And I like. Sam Mackie is like, the new Captain America. Like, I thought he was good in uh, Falcon and or whatever, Winter Soldier and Falcon or whatever the official title was, and I was expecting more from that and not getting it for another two years.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Don't care about Elizabeth Harkness or whoever her name is at all. <laughs> Agnes Harkness. Don't care about her. can't think of any, any of the other ones you said, but, oh, man, this is... I still think the Redditless man looking at this, like, I guess they're building towards the secret wars, but the secret wars finale to me should be like the, another culmination of 10 years of movies. Like that's a huge event.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not 10, but it's what?
0: Seven, seven, seven yeah, or so. I guess six, but like, it doesn't seem like there's, so we had end game. What was 2019? Yeah. And we're 2023. So, or sorry, we're twenty twenty two. So we're three years out of Endgame. The first of Iron Man was like two thousand eight, and I guess it was four years till the first Avenger. Yeah. So I guess we're still in the similar time. And frame.
1: those those first those first five movies kind of had nothing to do with each other. There was no real connective tissue besides the post credit scenes. So we'll see. I think they 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 really are like starting from scratch with a new slate. And so yeah, I guess I'll I'll cut them some slack for a little while longer but if by the end of like quantum mania there isn't a, a very clear direction that this is going i'm gonna be worried
0: yeah i'm actually in that point because i'm more willing to give them leeway for like iron man 2 avengers because that was like something they've never been done like they had not done before right that's true they've been planning this one and you know <laughs> i'll give it to you covid put her probably put a wrinkle into it but i think I honestly think, and I've been saying this for years now, I think they're putting too many of their eggs in the TV basket, and I, I think it's going to end up hurting the the movie product.
1: Yeah, because truly, like, what is Moon Knight going to have to do with anything?
0: I I have no idea. Like, I here's the thing: like, I'm a tangential Marvel fan at this point. Like, I had Unlimited and I read stuff. I know very little about Moon Knight. Like, I know him as he appeared in like other comics. I've never read anything about him. And so I would guess that of like the normal MCU, like Marvel fans, like I'm probably about the normal level. So they're really introducing characters that the like populace at large have no idea who Moon Knight is or like how he relates to anything in the Marvel universe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've watched half the show and I don't know how he relates.
0: Like, and I, I feel like you could say that a lot about a lot of characters. Like, I like Miss Marvel. I liked her comic, and I liked her appearance. I'm one of the few people who played the terrible Avengers video game. But, again, she's another one who I think she... Well, I will say, her and Moon Knight makes sense to, to do the television show because they are smaller characters, I guess. But you're putting, like, resources to those shows that I, I it seems like are being pulled away from movies. And, again, I hate to harp on it, the visual effects are taking a hit for it and it's making your movies look kind of crummy.
1: Yeah, that I definitely agree with.
0: Thanks for listening, guys. If you'd like to contact us, we are at Gambots Network on Twitter or you can email us at gambots.blog at gmail.com. Also, we have a website now if you want to check that out. That's gambotsnetwork.com. And finally, if you're listening to somewhere where you can rate and subscribe, we'd appreciate it as that does help with marketing. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you.